Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Honor in Control, written by G. R. Broda. When Gloria pursues the truth, mayhem is inevitable. Gloria Morris is a legendary, smart, relentless, and sometimes deadly private detective who kicks a lot of ass. She's also a B-girl who has fallen in love. Though romance is in the air in San Francisco, so is debauchery. While investigating the theft of some opulent jewelry, Gloria hears rumors about human trafficking in the area. Maneuvering through the streets of the city in her quest for the truth, she hunts amidst myriad thieves, murderers, musicians, cops, concert promoters, narcissistic millionaires, and the hedonistic femme fatale art aficionado. Gloria ferrets out the truth. With firmness in the right and knowing action is supreme, she sets in motion events that result in justice for the guilty and tenderness for the innocent. But the mayhem she causes? How will it affect her life-changing romance and her relationships with her colleagues? And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Honor in Control. With firmness in the right, as God gives us to see the right. Abraham Lincoln, 1865 Gloria Morris doesn't care from legal. Sheridan Bannon, 2009 Chapter 1 The Woman Got Made She was working the Tuesday night crowd in San Francisco's theater district when the man recognized her. The day-long drizzle had ended at nightfall. Black puddles and oily slicks covered the sidewalks and roads and reflected the headlights from passing cars. Street lamps radiated a golden glow that created rainbows in the mist. The area was jam-packed. Theatergoers laughed and flirted and headed toward the numerous restaurants while mingling with the night's silent creatures. Drifters newly arrived in town ladies of the night drumming up business, hotel tenants desperate with fear or loneliness who couldn't sleep and so were wandering about looking for something or somebody. All these people bundled up against the musty evening chill, rubbed elbows, splashed through the same puddles, and enjoyed the same bright stars twinkling in a clearing sky. Their shadows danced upon one another and slid along the same walls. The pickpocket was invisible as she drifted among them, her sensitive, nimble fingers lifting wallets from their pockets and handbags, then nestling them warm and safe in her tailored leather tote bag. The man began bugging her just shy of 10.30. Leah! Her name shot out of the mist, followed by the scruffing of boots on the sidewalk. Leah, I remember you. That shrill, whiny voice reminded the pickpocket of the loose fan belt on her dad's 1937 Ford Roadster and raised the hair on the back of her neck. She had been eyeballing a couple of high-enders when they also caught the voice, looked at each other, clutched their matching vicuña overcoats to their throats, and scurried away. That voice was costing her money. The pickpocket kept gliding along, but now on high alert. She paused in the glow of a street lamp and appraised the man approaching out of the mist, parting the crowd like an axe splitting firewood. 
his clumsy footfalls quieting the crickets just beginning to sing. He was small, gaunt, and raggedy, with a week's growth of sandpaper on his face, his threads torn and frayed, the crumpled herringbone newsboy cap too small for his large head. She didn't recognize him, but he knew her. Bad enough. Bad for him. Who are you? She said. What you want? You know me, Leah. He spoke through gaps in his teeth and around the brown cigarette stuck to his lower lip. His smile was a grimace, but his bright and shiny snake eyes were hopeful. George Drumsky. People call me Buzz back home in New York. New Year old man. A good egg. He gestured, palms up. I'm on hard times. On the lamb. Need a steak. Help me out? This ain't New York. A few bucks. I'll disappear. Leave you alone. The creep acted humble. She knew the act. She sized him up. No problem. How'd you find me? The pickpocket asked in a friendly tone with a friendlier smile. Stroke of luck. I'm here. You're here. His cigarette butt glowed, then cut a red arc through the mist before it sizzled out in the gutter. Any of the old crowd here? Nah, just me. You sure about that? Yeah, you should be so alone. Okay, Buzz, baby, she said, giving him a seductive smile. Over here. The pickpocket knew this Union Square neighborhood and guided the man deep into the shadows between two hotels, unwittingly disturbing a feral tabby cat gutting a rat. The man kicked at it savagely and cursed when he missed. The woman rummaged in her bag, withdrew a $50 bill, and held it out. He snatched it, smirked, and kept his hand out. She handed him another. His smirk became a leer. His eyes were welded to her face. She tilted her head and stepped closer to the man, smelled bourbon and pastrami on his breath. She rummaged again, withdrew a short-bladed knife, and quick as a rattlesnake, sliced open the side of his neck while dancing backward to avoid the spray of blood from the severed jugular, a move her father had taught her and she had practiced a thousand times over the years on cloth mannequins in her apartments. Mr. Drumsky grabbed his neck, staggered a few steps, collapsed onto his face, clawed at the wound, gurgled, and twitched as he bled out. Two blocks away, a blues rock guitar solo wailed out of a bar into the night. The pickpocket glanced around, squatted, wiped the knife on the dead man's jacket, folded the weapon, and tucked it into her bag. She retrieved the two portraits of Grant from the man's limp hand, slipped them into her bag, stood, smiled, stepped over a large pool of black blood, and made her way home to her nearby hotel, strolling to the pulse of the guitar. After a silent moment, the cat emerged from its hiding place and crept over to sniff the dead man. Suddenly, she arched her back, and the hackles along her bony spine bristled all the way to the base of her neck. She hissed and spat, then slid deeper into the shadows, where a rat was foraging in a mound of debris. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Honor in Control. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.